Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And good evening, everybody. Joe Beningo back with you again. The O oh, the Pain podcast Friday, January 14th, 2022. And of course, the... Uh, Joe Beningo, O to Pain podcast is brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company. And don't forget, tonight, we will be doing a live podcast. I'll be there about 6.30 or so uh, at the Hackensack Brewing Company, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, New Jersey. John Jastrzemski will be with me there tonight. Uh, it should be uh, a lot of fun. Uh, we'll do, uh, you know, an hour, whatever we're going to do, hour and a half of uh, the actual podcast. So come and join us at the Hackensack Brewing Company tonight, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack. Should be uh, a great time, our second uh, live broadcast from the Hackensack Brewing Company. Of course, also by Beach Camera, by Anita Tires, and our brand new, I am thrilled to welcome a brand new advertiser, a brand new sponsor to our show, DraftKings. How about that? And uh, we welcome them and want to thank everybody at DraftKings for Getting on board, of course, betting now legal in New York State has been for a while in Jersey, but now legal in New York State as well. So I want to thank everybody uh, from DraftKings for signing on. All right, busy show uh, today. Got a lot to cover. We got my NFL picks for the crazy wild card weekend, as now we got two of the best weekends. Really, I think the two best weekends in the sports year, certainly the two best weekends in the National Football League wild card weekend. This weekend, two games uh, tomorrow, three games Sunday, a game now on Monday night, and then, of course, the divisional round uh, next week. So we'll get to my picks. Didn't have a great week last week, two and three uh, to end the regular season, but we'll try to pick it up again for this week in the wild card, uh, wild card round. Now, interesting week in the NFL with all the coaches being fired. Black Monday. We even had Black Tuesday with Joe Judge getting fired by the Giants. And even yesterday, David Culley, a little surprised by David Culley being let go by the Texans because he had Houston playing football at the end. I mean, Houston was very, very competitive late in the season. They had that big win uh, over the Chargers late in the year and uh, really gave Tennessee all they wanted uh, last Sunday in a game Tennessee needed to win to uh, have the number one seed home field advantage throughout the playoffs in the AFC. And, of course, Houston even beat Tennessee earlier in the year in Tennessee, and remember that game Sunday, they were down 21 nothing at one point. Came back uh, to close that game. They lost it uh, 28-25 when all was said and done. So a little surprised to see David Culley get fired. But uh, as I mentioned, Joe Judge let go. Vic Fangio had been let go over the last weekend after Denver lost their season finale to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Mike Zimmer was let go in Minnesota. Matt Nagy, no surprise, was let go in Chicago. And then the real shocker of all of them, and I, I couldn't believe this when I heard it, Brian Flores let go in Miami. I mean, what the hell are they thinking down there? I mean, to me, Brian Flores is one of the best coaches in the National Football League. I mean, he took Miami from nowhere. Miami was in the abyss for a long time, you know, after the uh, disaster of Adam Gaze 
And even before that, he got to Miami. Remember, he closed out his first season by beating the Patriots in Foxborough last game of the year to knock the Patriots out of getting a uh, first-round bye. And eventually, the Patriots lost in the first round of the playoffs that year to Tennessee in what turned out to be you know, Tom Brady's final year with the Patriots. Then the following year, last year, they go 10-6, and six, the, the Dolphins. And this year, after they start the year out 1-7, and seven, Flores and Miami win eight of their last nine games and uh, wind up 9-8 and eight and just missing the playoffs. I guess they, there's some, uh, some things about Flores that have come out. Maybe not the easiest guy to deal with. He had some issues with Tua Tungavailoa. He had some issues with Stephen Ross, the owner. I, who knows what, what was going on there? I don't know. But I, I'm, I was shocked to see Miami let Brian Flores go. And I tell you, I would, it's unfortunate the Jets are in the situation they're in because I would take Brian Flores coaching the Jets tomorrow. And if I'm the Giants, who now is sitting there, you know, obviously the Giants also fired Dave Gettleman, which was no surprise. But if I'm the Giants, I would jump on Flores. The only problem there is that the Giants have to have to bring in a general manager first and then let that guy make the move on who the head coach is going to be. It doesn't work any other way. I mean, we saw it with the Jets when the Jets let uh, Mike Tannenbaum go. You know, now, how many years ago is that now? 12 years ago, 13 years ago, whatever it is. When they let Mike Tannenbaum go and, of course, brought John Inzik in to be the GM with Rex Ryan still being there as the ready-made coach and the Jets still have really not recovered from that horrible move by uh, owner Woody Johnson. So very surprised with the Brian Flores move, and we'll see what happens to him. Somebody you got to believe is going to gobble him up. He's going to get another chance to coach as well he should. I was shocked by that, but uh, we'll see how it all plays out as the coaching carousel now starts to move at the end of the uh, NFL regular season. But a real, real shocker about Brian Flores. And I think as far as the Giants are concerned, I think the Giants made the right move here. I really do. Uh, they Let's be real. The Giants, by the end of the year, were the worst team in the National Football League. I know they didn't have the worst record, but was there really anybody playing worse than the Giants? They were an absolute joke over the last six weeks of the season. Even Jacksonville was better than the Giants. Jacksonville, who knocked the Colts out of the playoffs with that win, 26-11, on the final weekend of the season, uh, Houston was better. The Jets were better. You know, the Lions, to me, were a better team at the end of the year, at least very competitive, even knocked off the Packers. Not that the game mattered to Green Bay, but knocked off the Packers in the regular season finale, uh, did the Lions. So the Giants, to me, the worst team in football at the end of the year. John Mara, Steve Tisch, they had to make this move. They had to let Judge go. You know, I mean, let's be real. They had a terrible year. They won 10 games the last two years. That that crazy tirade that Judge had after that game had lost to the Bears a couple weeks ago. Then some of the play calling in the loss to Washington last Sunday. You know, quarterback sneaks uh, on, on third and nine. You know, not even trying to make a play. Back-to-back quarterback sneaks. <clears throat> not even trying uh, to make some kind of a play there to try to, you know, at least get a first down. So it was time for Judge to go. But the Giants got to get it right now. The Giants have been down for a long time. They've been a bad team for a long time. In fact, I think they're tied with the Jets for the worst record in the NFL over the last number of seasons. I'm not sure what the exact number of seasons is, but they got to hire the right general manager. They got to hire the right head coach. And it's time for John Mara and company now to get it right 
uh, with the New York football giants. We'll see what they do as far as Daniel Jones, once you get the GM and the coach in place, but uh, good move. It was the right move by the giants to get rid of judge. And as I said, just a shocker uh, with the situation with Brian Flores. Now, a couple other things before we get to our NFL picks for the wildcard weekend, got to mention the passing of one of my guys, the legendary great New York Jet, number 13, Don Maynard, passed away at 86 earlier this year. You know, to me, when you talk about the greatest Jets of all time, Joe Namath certainly is number one. To me, Don Maynard is number two. Uh, when he retired at the end of his career, he retired in the 70s. He retired as the all-time NFL leader in receiving yardage and receiving touchdowns. He wound up with 80 career, eight, excuse me, 88 career touchdowns, receiving touchdowns when all was said and done. Of course, a number of guys have gone way beyond that now. I think Jerry Rice has the all-time record, over 200. But at the time, you know, Maynard was the guy. Uh, he was unbelievable. Don Maynard on one side, George Sauer on the other side, Joe Willie throwing the ball to them, Pete Lammons the tight end. Oh, my God. Uh, we just had the 53-year anniversary anniversary this past week, January 12th of the Jets' Super Bowl three win. It's only been 53 years since they've been there again. You know how I feel about that. But that's all one day in the sun. But that great team, country, legendary country, Don Maynard, the great game he had in the AFL title game uh, to beat the Raiders and get to the Super Bowl. Six catches, 118 yards, two touchdowns in that game, including the big 52-yard bomb after the Jets had fell behind 23-20 from Namath to set up the game, the go-ahead touchdown, Maynard catching it. So rest in peace, the great Don Maynard. I've been wearing my uh, number 13 jersey all week in honor of uh, the legendary country Don Maynard. So many great moments that he gave me as a Jet fan. So uh, may Don rest in peace. And I can see him right now in my mind, Joe Willie going deep to Don Maynard. What, one of the legendary uh, touchdown passes from Namath to Maynard, I'll never forget, opening day of the 68 championship season, Namath on about a 70-yard bomb to Maynard to beat the Kansas City Chiefs on opening day 20-19 to and really set the tone for what would be a uh, Super Bowl championship season. So <clears throat> the great number 13, and he will be missed. I want to I wanna uh, switch gears here for a second. Joe Beningo, of course, with the Older Pain podcast. I want to switch gears here for a second, again, before we get to our picks. And great job by the New York Mets. They announced this year that in July they're going to retire the number of Keith Hernandez, number 17. I am so glad to finally see my baseball team starting to really embrace their history. They retired Jerry Kuzman's number last year. Of course, you know, Seaver's number was already retired. Mike Piazza, obviously Gil Hodges, and thankfully Gil finally going into the Hall of Fame this year. Gil Hodges' number retired, uh, you know, their great manager from the 69 championship team. Casey Stengel's 37 is up there as well, uh, of course, because he was the first Met manager ever. And, of course, everybody has Jackie Robinson's 42 retired. But they're going to finally really embrace the history. Hernandez should be up there. And that should just be the start of some of the guys from the 86 team. And I said this, I was on with uh, Tiki and Tanny yesterday on this show, a great show on WFAN, my old time slot, 10 to 2. And I said it. You know, you got to retire Doc Gooden's number. I'm sorry. Look, David Wright's got to go up there. Daryl should be up there, too, as far as I'm concerned. You got to really think about Gary Carter. But you got to put Doc up there. And I know Doc's had his troubles. There's no doubt about it. 
but he is one of the great Mets of all time. There was nothing. You go back to 1984, 1985, 1986, even, even right on through the 80s with Doc pitching for the Mets, there was nothing, nothing like the happening that it was at Shea Stadium when the, the young doctor at the time, number 16, was on the mound. <clears throat> he was unbelievable. That 1985 season when he went 24-4 and with the 1.53 ERA, just all of it. You know, anytime Doc stepped to the mound in the 80s, you felt the Mets were winning that baseball game. He just knew how to win. Even after, you know, he went from really being the Dr. K to more of a, you know, uh, more if you want to say a uh, not as much as the strikeout pitcher that he had been. They tried to change it, make him more of a ground ball pitcher. I never understood that, but whatever. There was nothing like the like what it was like at Shea when Doc was pitching back then. Look, the Mets have to do it right. Get number 16 up on the top of City Field. Do it now. Doc's had his troubles. Doc's had his problems. We all know that. We all know the issues. You know, him not showing up for the parade after they won the World Series in 86 because he was strung out. He was, you know, from doing cocaine all night, whatever he did. It's well known that that was the case. But it's time now to get number 16. Look, Daryl should be up there. Gary Carter should be up there. David Wright definitely will one day be up there. But it's time now for the Mets to do it right. You're doing it right with Keith. There's no doubt Keith Hernandez belongs there. Keith was really the guy after they made the trade with the Cardinals in 83 that really got it rolling as far as what the Mets were in the 80s and on their way to that 86 championship. But get it right now. You're doing it. Steve Cohen's doing it right. They're going to unveil the Siva statue this year finally at City Field. At some time in the next couple of years, I want to see number 16, the great Dwight Dr. K. Gooden, I want to see that number up in the rafters at City Field. All right. <clears throat> the Joe Beningo Oda Payne podcast, Friday, January 14th, 2022. Let me get to my sponsors. And I want to welcome in, as I said, my new sponsor, DraftKings. And I am really thrilled to have them on board. Now, you know the deal. This weekend, the divisional round, two, the two best weekends in, in pro football all year coming up. The divisional round this week where you got six games. Excuse me, the divisional, the wild card round this week where you got six games, the divisional round next week where you got four games. And this is the time to really, really hit it big at DraftKings. And you know the deal. Uh, we're on, as I mentioned, to the uh, to the wild card round of the playoffs. And you know, DraftKings is an official betting partner of the NFL, and they're celebrating with huge, a huge odd boost, uh, odds boost for all you all the new customers counting down to Super Bowl 56. New customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's the way to go. Check it all out. DraftKings has given all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Come on. Anybody, anybody can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. It's all there. Uh, let's get it going. And if sportsbooks isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the action uh, with the uh, wild card and divisional rounds coming up this weekend and next weekend. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code O the Pain. That's O H T H E P A I N. 
Get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Are you kidding me? Come on. I'm, I'm getting in on this. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if the team wins. That's promo code O the pain for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook on a spit. I'm told I can't, I can't, I'm so excited. Uh, again, that's O the pain for 50, the promo code O the pain for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook on a, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older. I got to read the disclaimer. You must be 21 or older in Jersey, Indiana, and PA only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I am so happy uh, to welcome uh, DraftKings into the O oh, the pain fold. Also, uh, my good buddy Isaac over at Beach Camera. Check him out. Uh, you know the deal. Isaac's been in business for over 30 years. You got all those incredible prices on stunning TVs. Uh, they offer all the top brands, LG, Samsung, and Sony. Give my buddy Isaac a call at Beach Camera, 732-993-6385, or stop in at 80 Carter Drive, Edison. Let him save you some money this holiday season. Use code JOEB for 15 bucks off your order of $100 or more at beachcamera.com. And, of course, I would be remiss not to mention my buddies over at Anita Tire. Uh, they'll be there tonight uh, with us at the Hackensack Brewing Company for the uh, live podcast. My son Johnny will be there, a little still reeling from his Saints, you know, uh, not getting into the playoffs. Tough day for him with the Saints winning and then the loss by the Rams to San Francisco that knocked the Saints out of the playoffs and got the Niners in. That was a brutal, uh, tough, very tough ending to that uh, Niner-Ram game if you're a Saint fan. Uh, but Johnny will be there. Ari, you'll be there. Go check him out. I was there yesterday. Got an oil change. Go check him out. Westwood Avenue, Rivervale, New Jersey. You need tires. Any work done on your car, see Johnny, see Ari at Anita Tire in Rivervale, New Jersey. And, of course, as I mentioned, tonight, uh, I'll be there about 6.30 or so. Our second live podcast from the Hackensack Brewing Company, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, New Jersey. Come down, check it out. It's going to be a hell of a night. My buddy Mike Jones, he's pumped up. His Raiders in the playoffs tomorrow. Big game against the Bengals in Cincinnati. I know he's all juiced up for that. I don't know. Maybe he might be flying out right out of the, after the game. Uh, excuse, excuse me. Mike might be flying out right after the uh, the podcast tonight and uh, on, a, on a flight to Cincinnati to see his Raiders. So he's got to be excited about that. So check us out tonight again. About 6.30 in that range at the uh, Hackensack Brewing Company. Again, that's 78 Johnson Avenue in uh, Hackensack, New Jersey. And we're going to have a, uh, a heck of a time tonight. John Jastrzemski will be there, of course, with me as well. And uh, it'll be, uh, like I said, a very good time as we will set you up for wild card weekend in the NFL. Okay, here we go. You're, waited, you're waiting to hear Beningo's picks for the wild card weekend. Are you kidding me? Now, I did my picks all year. I just want to say, because I was doing uh, all year, I was doing my picks with John Jastrzemski on his uh, wonderful show on a Thursday night. And I want to, I finished the season 48 and 42. Tremendous. We were doing five picks a week. I, the first half of the first nine weeks of the season, I was, I was having a brutal time. I was terrible. First nine weeks of the season, I was 19 and 26. The last nine weeks of the season, I went 20, 29 and 16. 
Finished 48 and 42. I was only two and three last week, but here we go. <clears throat> Wild card weekend. <clears throat> we'll start with the games tomorrow. Uh, the Vegas Raiders getting five, a five point underdog in Cincinnati against the Bengals. I love the Raiders here. I really do. I, I love the way the Raiders have finished the season. They won their last four games. They looked dead in the water a couple of weeks ago when they got absolutely waxed at home by the Kansas City Chiefs. And you felt, hey, there's no way they're done. You know, all the issues the Raiders had this year, the John Gruden situation, the Henry Ruggs situation, everything that went down, forget it. They're dead and buried. They turned it around. They won their last four games of the year, all close games. That comeback win against the Browns in Cleveland, uh, that, that tight game that they beat the Broncos in Denver the week after that. Uh, they beat the Colts basically – uh, we didn't know it at the time. We thought the Colts would have an easy time with Jacksonville. They beat the Colts in Indy and basically knocked the Colts out of the playoffs. And then last week, uh, they assured their spot getting in with that classic overtime win Sunday night against the Chargers. What a crazy game that was. I love the Raiders getting five here. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game. Cincinnati's clearly dangerous. Joe Burrow was the real deal. What a year he had in leading the Bengals to the division title. Him and DeMar Chase is becoming one of, if not the top, one of the top pass combinations now in the NFL. Burrow to chase the two former LSU teammates as well. Cincinnati's dangerous. Like I said, I love what they can do. They, can, they put up some big points in some games this year. And remember, they beat the Raiders earlier in the year. But the Raiders got something going. Rich passaccia has got something going here, and I don't see how you let him go. I mean, I don't care if they win or lose tomorrow. I think you got to bring him back with the way that the Raiders finished the season. Give me the Raiders. Getting five tomorrow in Cincinnati against the Bengals. That's game one. Game two tomorrow night in a game that really interests me more than any other game that we're going to see this weekend. I like the Patriots getting four in Buffalo. Now, this is the rubber match, uh, the third game they played this year. Remember, the Patriots beat, beat the Bills in Buffalo on that Monday night. Crazy, windy night in Buffalo. Uh, Mac Jones threw only three passes in that game, and, and New England wound up winning it 14-11. to 11. Then a couple of weeks after that, the Bills just beat up New England in Foxborough, 33-21. So this is the rubber match. Look, I don't know if the Pats are going to win. They haven't played well down the stretch. They've lost three of the last four games. I had that 50-burger they put on the Jaguars that really solidified them getting into the playoffs. Uh, they wound up losing the division, uh, losing out on the division to Buffalo. So the game is in Buffalo. I think this is a field goal game either way. You're getting four. And really, to me, this is the matchup of the better team, the better team, the Buffalo Bills, against the better head coach in Bill Belichick. I think Belichick's going to find a way. I think they're going to win the game. I think they're going to, even though Buffalo's better, I think they're going to find a way to win the game. And you're getting four. And like I said, I think this is going to be a field goal game. I don't see any blowout here either way. Give me the Patriots getting four in Buffalo Saturday night against the Bills. That's game two. Game three. The uh, first game of the triple header on Sunday, we go to Tampa, and the Bucs are an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. The defending world champion Bucks an eight-and-a-half-point favorite over the Eagles. I like the Bucs. Now, the weather is supposed to be a little shaky in Tampa. Windy, rainy down there, and that probably benefits Philadelphia because they can run the football. You know, we've seen all year that, uh, you know, Nick Sirianni's had them been able to run the ball. Jalen Hurts has kind of found his groove. With the Eagles, they got a pretty good defense, but I don't think it's going to matter here. I like I like Brady and company here. I really do. Eight and a half 
it's not that big a number. I think Tampa Bay is going to win this game by at least two touchdowns. So give me Brady and company to knock off the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles had a nice year going nine and eight. No doubt about it. Like I said, give Sirianni a lot of credit. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I'm taking the Bucks, laying the eight and a half at home. Game three, the first game of the triple header on Sunday uh, in Tampa against the Eagles. Tampa Bay laying the eight and a half against Philadelphia. That's game three. Game four, the big game, 425 Sunday afternoon in Dallas. The Cowboys, a rematch from the early 90s. You know, Steve Young against Troy Aikman. You know, Dion playing really for both teams back then. All of that stuff. You know, Jerry Rice, Emmitt Smith, Michael Irvin. Oh, my God. All of those great games back in the early 90s. All those championship games between the Niners and the Cowboys. Well, here we go again in the wild card playoff. The Cowboys, a three-point favorite at home against the Niners. Everybody loves San Francisco in this game. Everybody. Everybody. Everybody I talk to loves the Niners, thinks the Niners have a real shot to make a run here and get back to the Super Bowl. I like the Cowboys. You know, anytime that everybody goes one way on a game, I always like to go the other way. And to me, this is a huge game for Dallas. You know, Dallas went 12-5 and this year. They won the division pretty easily. You know, they got an explosive offense when Dak gets it going, Prescott gets it going. They got a solid defense. Uh, Diggs in the secondary. Micah Parsons is probably the best linebacker in football now. And this is a game the Cowboys got to win. You know, the Cowboys can't go back to the playoffs again this year and go one and done, and that's the end of it. That, that would be a brutal hit to Dallas. And I don't love Mike McCarthy. I certainly give Kyle Shanahan the edge as far as the coaching is concerned here. And it's a big game for Jimmy Garoppolo and his future in San Francisco and his future wherever he may wind up, even if it's somewhere else in the NFL. I like the Cowboys. Give me the Cowboys. I'm only laying three. I think it'll be a close game. But I think Dallas will probably win this by, by a touchdown, maybe even a little more. Maybe they even win this game by 10. Like I said, anytime every, anybody's on one team, I got to go the other way. Give me the Cowboys laying three against the Niners Sunday afternoon in Dallas. Now we go to the Sunday night game. The Chiefs, a 12-and-a-half-point favorite over the Steelers. In, again, what potentially could be for about the 20th time now, it seems, Ben Roethlisberger's final game of his career. Crazy how Pittsburgh got themselves into the playoffs. I mean, unbelievable. That big game, big win over Baltimore. And, of course, they got the cooperation from the Jaguars knocking off the Colts and then had to sweat it out because had San – excuse me, I always call them San Diego – had the Chargers and the Raiders tied on, on Sunday night, that would have knocked the Steelers out, and it almost happened. But it didn't. The Raiders wound up kicking that field goal late, winning the game, uh, getting Pittsburgh in. It's a big number, 12 and a half points. That's a lot of points to go against the Steelers. Mike Tomlin did a phenomenal job this year getting them into the playoffs at 9-7-1. and one. That tie with the Lions actually helped them when all was said and done. Tomlin should be the coach of the year in my mind. But I think it's a tall order to ask him to go into KC and beat the Chiefs, who I think are on their way to their third consecutive Super Bowl when all was said, all is said and done. Remember, the Chiefs beat the Steelers up a couple weeks ago in KC, they beat him 36 to 10. That game was over almost before it started. 12 and a half is a big number. I'm taking the Chiefs laying the points. I think Pittsburgh's gone as far as they're going to go. Uh, you know, they'll play him tough. I think they'll be in the game for a while. It won't be the blowout it was the first time. But at the end of the day, I think the Chiefs will have enough to cover the number, probably win it by 14. Give me the Chiefs 
uh, laying the 12 and a half at home Sunday night against Pittsburgh in what will be uh, the great Hall of Fame quarterback Ben Roethlisberger's final game. And then the Monday night, the first time ever, we got a Monday night playoff game. Uh, the Rams, it's an all-NFC uh, West battle. The Rams who wound up, even though both teams lost the last game of the year, the Rams wound up winning the division. Had Arizona won their game against Seattle, they would have won the division. The game would have been in Arizona. With that said, the Rams, three-and-a-half-point favorites over the Cardinals. I, I like the Rams here. I, I just think the Cardinals are, are a paper team. I don't buy them at all. I don't love Cliff Kingsbury as a head coach, even though he's got his team, you know, going 11 and five. You know, they played their best football early in the year, really struggled the second half of the year. Kyler Murray had his problems. Even last week, like I said, with a chance to win the division, they lose at home to a Seattle Seahawks team that wound up going seven and 10 when all was said and done. I think the Rams have a real shot to maybe get to the Super Bowl here and play in their own home stadium if they wind up still playing the Super Bowl in LA. We'll see how that works out. This is a big game for Matthew Stafford. There's no doubt about that. Uh, this is why they made the deal for him. You know, this is why they they got they traded for Stafford. They traded for Von Miller. They brought in uh, Old Del Beckham, who's really played well for them, and he's going to be a big factor because you know the Cardinals are going to really be concentrating on Cooper Cup in this game. I like the Rams. I think the Rams have a real shot to get to the Super Bowl. I think it's the Packers' year to finally do it, but I wouldn't be surprised to see the Rams get there. Huge game for L.A. Give me the Rams laying three and a half to knock off the Cardinals and get to the divisional round. So the Beningo picks again for uh, wild card weekend. Give me the Raiders getting five and a half in Cincinnati. Give me the Patriots getting four in Buffalo. Give me the Bucks laying eight and a half at home against the Eagles. Give me the Cowboys laying three at home against the Niners. Give me the Chiefs laying 12 and a half at home against Pittsburgh. And give me the Rams laying three and a half at home against Arizona. The Joe Beningo Pro Football Picks Wild Card Weekend in the NFL. Again, I want to thank everybody for listening. Check us out tonight, the live podcast, about 6.30 or so, the Hackensack Brewing Company, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, New Jersey. Again, I want to thank DraftKings for coming on board as our new sponsor as well, and our other sponsors, Anita Tires and Beach Camera. Everybody have a great rest of your Friday. Have a great weekend. Check us out tonight at the Hackensack Brewing Company. All the love.